daughters, sisters, and wives. They're gonna change our lives. Eat women, eat girls. They'll make a better world. Invest in Now here's your host, Catherine Gray. Welcome to this week's episode of Invest in Her. I'm your host, Catherine Gray, founder of She Angel Investors and co-founder of the She Angels Foundation. Of course, both of these are designed to help fund women. And speaking of funding women and helping women entrepreneurs, I'm so excited to have on a great resource I want to share with you today. It's called RevHub OC, and the woman that heads that up uh, is on with us today, and her name is Isabel Bart. Welcome to the show, Isabel. Thank you, Catherine. I'm really honored to be on this podcast. Thank you. Um, you know, I am all about how do we provide resources to these women, and I love that your program has an incubator, an accelerator program, and funding, and I want to talk all about that. But first, I always like people to get to know the guest, and I am just so fascinated that you had just shared with me uh, that you were actually born in France. That's correct. I know I'm not the first foreigner on your podcast, but um, I love, again, that we all come from different backgrounds, different places. I grew up in the southwest of France, and people have a hard time believing it, but my town had about 300 people. Oh my um, gosh! So wow. it was very, the, very much the middle of nowhere. Um, grew up, you know, in a really close community, and my friends um, from there are still my friends today, and uh, my parents still live there. So um, this me quite a different experience from, um, you know, people maybe growing up in Southern California. I'll say, like a world of difference, you know, when a big city versus small town, such a different feel. I, I'm so interested in how you acclimated to that. And, and let's talk about, you've been here for a long time. So let's talk about your journey to the U.S. How did you come about coming here? So um, when I was um, a student in France, um, you know, it's a very different education system from here. And I was lucky to be a fairly good student. So um, I went ahead and followed the traditional path, um, which would be either you go to a really good engineering school or business school. And I thought, oh, I'm gonna go to business school. Um, I actually ended up, you know, getting into a really good business school in uh, Paris. And um, part of our curriculum, you know, you had to um, go abroad to get some experience, which I think is really a good, you know, a good point. And um, I figured I would come to the U.S. I was very attracted to, um, to you know, the U.S. economy, the, the spirit. And I thought, well, I'll, I'll come to university. That way I'll, I'll acclimate, you know, to what it looks like there. But I also have some free time to visit and enjoy, you know, Southern California. I picked UC Irvine. That was the only one I think in California and I had no idea where Irvine was, <laughs> but I figured it was, you know, some good surfing spots, good, <laughs> you know, looked like a great place. So I, um, I was actually scheduled to fly September 14, 2001. And unfortunately um, with the tragic events of 9-11, I arrived a few days later. Um, it was actually a really interesting time to come here for the first time, right? Because of, 
how you know this country rallied together after 9-11 and you know very patriotic yeah. ways and um so it's hard it's, to believe it's the same country today that we're so divided because you're right we did come together and i happen to be in new york at 9-11 so i really saw people rise up and come together it was a uh, um, in such a tragic thing. It was such a beautiful um, expression of humanity. Um, so, wow, what a time for you to come. You had just moved here. I had just moved to New York. So, wow, yes. And, you know, I, um, I'm a big adventurer and traveler. And so uh, part of my four-month stay in California, um, I visited like all the places, you know, great places to see in California and around. And um I was, I actually went home for Christmas that year and I realized, you know, I think I need to come back. I, I just, um, right before I left um, to go home, I was walking on the beach and I had this vision and I don't know, it's one of the rare times it happened in my life. I just knew I was meant to be here. And, you know, and from that, that idea never left my mind. And so I went back France, but I came back to look for an internship and, um, you know, and work. It was a very hard time. If you remember early 2002, kind of like a, you know, economic crisis at the time. Right. But again, I knew it was meant to be, and I know it will work out in the end. You know, it's so funny. I really do believe that. And one of the reasons I'm a big advocate of, of meditation is I think when you quiet your mind, you really do get those downloads from the universe about what to do with your life. If you're listening and it really does guide you. And I love that you had that inner North Star telling you that you belonged here. And now you've been here 20 years, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, actually, I've been here almost more here than in, uh, you know, in my uh, native country. Oh, you're giving your age away now. <laughs> well, almost. <laughs> well, so, you know, and, and you were just sharing with me your family's still back in France. And I just think, that's so courageous and bold of you to come to another country and start a new life and, you know, here on your own. I, I think it's really admirable. And now uh, you are working on a program that partnered with University of California, Irvine, where you said you went to school, um, that has launched this RevHubOC.com that you uh, head up. And um, we, I want to talk about it because I always like to give great resources to the female entrepreneurs that are listening, who are looking for ways to launch and grow their business. And I know yours is particularly interested in ones that are starting up that need seed money because so many venture capital firms are only looking for established companies that want to want to uh, scale. And so you hit a really sweet spot niche. And I, I want to talk about your programs and how people can be a part of it. Because as you shared with me, not many women have applied. And so we want as many women applying as possible. Because the first time you guys rolled out your incubator program, your accelerator, um, you only had a couple women, was it? Or did you have any women? Yeah, we had a couple of women applying. Um, and again, because we are new, you know, we were kind of, um, we wanted to get started April 1st, which we did. So, you know, now going into the next round um, for early July, I think, you know, I have, um, I'm meeting a lot more women, a lot of minorities. And that is part of our mission too, is really promoting entrepreneurship in underserved communities. And 
really showing that it is a viable path, no matter where you come from, no matter the, the means you have. Entrepreneurship doesn't mean, you know, Steve Jobs. I mean, I admire Steve Jobs, but it doesn't mean you have to be like, right. like you know, successful or at least perceived success like someone like, like him. Um, it's really about um, transforming, you know, the business world and through the vehicle of business and market forces, creating social impact. That's really what we're about at RevHub is um, social entrepreneurship, which is a very great definition uh, when people ask. And it's these days, you know, you hear a lot about impact investing, social impact. Um, you know, there are different frameworks. A basic framework is the United Nations 2030 Sustainable Development Goals. Um, you can easily Google them, 2030 SDGs. And they are really well put together, 17 goals. Under each one, you can read a little bit more details about measurements and, and sub-goals, if you will. That can be a good place to start. But basically, a social entrepreneur is an entrepreneur who has a mission of impacting the world through their business. Mm -hmm. um, I love and that. I believe, yeah, more and more, especially younger founders, I think really have that spirit. Yes, this is definitely the buzz. This is what everybody's talking about this social impact businesses and social impact investing. In other words, investing in those kind of businesses. Um, so give us an example of a couple of the uh, entrepreneur uh, businesses uh, that fall in this category that have been, have been accepted to your program. Yes, so that's a great question because I also want to make it a point that there are different paths as far as what even the business entity looks like. And I'm going to give you an example of, you know, really for-profit businesses with that social impact component. But we also support a couple of nonprofit organizations who are really building social enterprises as part of how they function so they can build a sustainable future. And I know, you know, with your work with the Angel Foundation, I think there are also opportunities. Um, sometimes people think nonprofit right away when they want to do something good. But we're here to work with them to see if maybe it's the right path, maybe it's not. So just come to us and we can talk about that. So, for example, um, one organization we work with um, is called Peace Literacy, and they are dedicated um, to teach peace and compassion skills to children. Um, also developing, you know, corporate outreach, because I think we can all learn more about compassion. Love um, it. So they are working a lot with school districts right now to um, insert that, you know, curriculum, just like you learn math and science. Now you can learn peace, which I think is, is a fantastic idea. Um, so that's, that's an great. example. Of you know, I've always thought that uh, the just the history and writing and English and science are so limited in our curriculums that that's wonderful that they want to teach peace. I think they should teach also financial skills. Um, all of those things need to be embedded in our curriculums here in the U.S. and, and around the world. Right. And, you know, the founder is a former soldier, um, someone who also suffered um, abuse when he was younger and almost turned into an active shooter when he was in high school. And so the story is also really amazing on how he turned his life around and is now dedicated to this. You know, we have another one um, who is building farms um, around Orange County in different cities. And the idea is really to grow produce and give food to people in need. But also because the, the farms are beautiful, 
um, the, you know, you rent them for wedding and events, and that's a great source of revenue. So that's another kind of model where, you know, the reason for your existence may be to give back to the community, but you're finding a way to use a business model to make your company sustainable and grow and have even a bigger impact in the future. Um, so we have, uh, and we have a few in the education space as well, some um, technology solutions to help students connect with teachers or tutors. Um, again, you know, creating that kind of equity where as long as you have a device, you know, you're not um, penalized um, because you can really attend class or you can keep up with the other students. So, um, you know, it's a big variety and usually, um, we, we really need to talk and um, you know discuss with each entrepreneur because again that idea of social entrepreneurship is so so great and um, you know we want to understand you know their their dedication to it. You know what I love about this social enterprise uh, conversation is that you know there's for profits and there's nonprofits, but I love how it's kind of a hybrid of the two. So like you said, here's these guys creating these farms to help feed uh, people in need, but learning how to make it a profitable business because it's hard to sustain a, a nonprofit. So uh, it's a beautiful hybrid of the two, giving back, paying forward, but making a profit so that it's sustainable. I think it's beautiful. Yeah, um, we so really I, believe that's the, the right solution in the middle to really create, you know, to really transform the system. Absolutely. Let's talk about a couple of your programs. So let's say somebody has an idea. Tell me about first the incubator program. Yeah, so the incubator program is a six-month program and it's free and it's probably, you know, worth thousands of dollars based on the resources you get. And we have this wonderful partnership with UC Irvine um, and Bill Applied Innovation. Um, the, the incubator here is called Wayfinder. So any entrepreneurs working with RevHub has access to all these resources during the six months, both UCI and RevHub. UCI has amazing content, you know, traditional business incubator on, you know, business modeling, finance, you know, all the legal resources. And you also have access to, I think they have over 300 advisors that are, who are volunteer. So if you have any questions about your business, you can call someone, you can book a meeting with them. And um, every week there is a workshop by one of these experts that you can learn from. On our side at RevHub, we are also bringing in some extra social impact content. And we're working closely with our ventures to have an individualized approach. So from the beginning of the six months, we agree on the priorities and the outcomes we wanna get after the six months. A key outcome is really be investment ready. Uh, but you know, it's like refining your business model, uh, starting to think about your growth strategy and also building your impact model. Because I would say most social entrepreneurs have it in their mind of what they wanna do for impact. But it's very helpful to be able to write it down and also have measurable goals so that when you go to impact investors, you can say, this is really what I'm set to do and how we're going to measure it. Um, so, you know, the program is definitely, um, you know, you can spend, you know, um, 50 hours a week tapping into these resources and really, um, you know, changing your business and impact model. Um, and after the six months, then you 
you should be investment ready and you should be ready for that you know, scale and growth phase, which we also support um, with the accelerator and the fund. Right. I love that. So once they go through the incubator and, and get all their goals and priorities set up and can show how they're going to monetize this, uh, then they're ready for a pitch deck to pitch investors. Do you all in the incubator program, do you help them prepare how to pitch investors? Yes, that's a big part of it. Both yeah. both UCI and our side, um, it's very important. Um, and you know because we also have the fund, we also start doing the due diligence a little bit earlier, right? So we know we can guide them in how they really need to prepare for that investment. Um, so I think that's kind of a perfect partnership. Um, and we really, our goal is to work with entrepreneurs all the way on the journey. So someone may already have been in business for a while and really need acceleration and they can come in at that phase. Someone may be the perfect candidate for incubation. And then even earlier, you know, any entrepreneur who says, hey, I have an idea, I don't even know where to start. And we'll be like, yes, let's work together because the earlier we can work with them, the more we can guide them on the right path. And hopefully that saves them time and, and resources. And so um, I, I love that we adopt that flexibility model. Uh, to me, that's really the way to succeed is, you know, to not be um, too rigid on, on our program. Now, you don't have to be a, a student of UC Irvine to apply for this, right? Nope. And can not anybody at, at any age uh, apply? Okay. Yes, absolutely. There is no age restriction, um, nothing. I think at this point, we are um, definitely US focused. Um, I've had some international requests, but I'm, uh, you know, uh, we also like to be Southern California focused. But um, the peace literacy example I gave you earlier, actually, they are headquartered in Portland. Um, so, but they are doing a lot of work here. So, again, we're flexible on, on who we work with. Um, I love that. So anybody really anywhere in the country could apply. Do they have to attend in person or is part of this or, or is part or all of this online? Currently, we're all online. Um, the plan, I think, is over the summer uh, to start going back a little bit in person. So, of course, um, I was talking to someone in New York yesterday and um, I was explaining that there is a benefit, though, in being local, because once we start doing things in person, it would be great to connect with the experts here with your peers as well from you know actually you can learn right peer to peer entrepreneur to entrepreneur and even better i've had a couple of ventures that i think may be doing work together in the future because their businesses are very complementary so i think we also here to create as our name says it hub we're really here to approach this um, by wanting to be community builder so a big part of how I see my role is really connecting people together um, and saying, hey, you know, we have this network, let us help you. Um, and, you know, that's one thing I love to do personally, just connect people when I, when I know there is a good fit. Yeah. Well, you and I have that in common. <laughs> uh, so somebody could apply from wherever they are in the country and it would just behoove them to come spend time here to be part of the program in person when it let when it opens up to where we can go in person, correct? Right. That yeah. would be yeah. That would be probably preferable. And again, you know, something to 
to discuss. If someone is interested, I will definitely encourage them to uh, contact me and you know discuss it further. Right, right, great. So that's kind of the incubator program. Now, once they get past that and they're ready to accelerate and grow and get funding, uh, you all do have a fund that you're working on building. And we want to make people listening aware that and, and as you and I both agree, we need we need more female funders. So, but but everyone is welcome to, of course, uh, invest in your fund. How would they do that? Would they just go to revhuboc.com and and then is there an investor button to learn about that? We thought about that, like a big donate button, even uh, could be fun, but. Um, I would say also to contact, um, you know, the email on the website or myself directly. Um, I have a colleague who's really dedicated to working on the fund and um, the fund should be finalized in the next month. We really want to start presenting opportunities to women investors. We're working with um, three women angel investors at the moment um, because we feel like women really get it. Um, yeah, I was talking to uh, Zandra yesterday of um, OC uh, Angel Investors, and she says, oh, yes, I'm aware of them. And I hope that she's one of the ones getting behind you guys. She has a wonderful network there where she teaches women how to be angel investors. And um, they they invest in all sorts of startups. And it seems like a good synergy with your program. So uh, it's a small yeah. world, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yes. Landra is um, actually also in a couple of other uh, boards and, and meetings with me. So um, I really, um, I actually look forward to learning a lot from her. Um, you know, and on the investment side, I mean, you know, when you think about it, um, they are, I mean, not, I'm not trying to say we compete with different type of investments, but we also are approaching a lot of, um, investors and philanthropists on the, the amount they give away, right? As we say, um, when you contribute to some nonprofits, you know, whether you're individual or a family office or family foundation, a lot of time your return is minus, minus 100%. You don't expect anything back. You say, I'm going to give them that much money. A lot of concerns, right, in that world is the following year, you're probably going to, they're probably going to ask you the same amount and again and again, right? Because it's not necessarily like a business type of model. And we're also really educating them that they are, you know, um, similar to donor advice funds, for example, there are ways that foundations and donors can really do these investments in ventures that are also very, um, you know, tax friendly, if you will. So I would say that, you know, if you're an investor, you know, you have some wealth and you're trying to figure out what to do with it, I would really encourage you to think about, you know, in a creative way of maybe some of that money you're thinking is giveaway money. Maybe it doesn't have to be. Maybe it can be invested and have a little bit of a return and also have that, you know, huge growing impact over time. Um, you know, I and, love that. You're right. Yeah. So many people just put money in stocks or CDs or, you know, the, the traditional investments, but um, especially women, mostly it's men that are angel investors, less than 20% of angel investors are women. And we're trying to change that by educating women on, Hey, consider this opportunity to invest in, uh, women startups or women that want to grow their business, um, through these different venues. Uh, and so one of those opportunities is with RevHub OC. So, um, yeah, we encourage you to look into it and, uh, 
find out about the programs and, and really get behind this because it's a wonderful program. I love that it's not just a fund, but it's also the incubator and the accelerator. Those are so important, taking people by the hand of how to grow and scale their business. Um, I just want to wrap up on the accelerator. Uh, so I'm a, I'm a new business. I've been through your incubator. Now I am getting some funding. What does the accelerator do for my business? Yeah, the accelerator is really going to provide you the funding that you probably need to get to the next level, right? Yeah. So we have a, you know, a venture we work with. Um, they are revolutionizing the car donation uh, world. And um, for example, they are kind of in need of an investment because they have a huge technological platform to build, right? So they need some, you know, so a lot of time um, there is that need for, for funding. And if you go to a tr traditional angel or VC, your numbers as a social entrepreneur are probably not going to look good enough to them, to these traditional right. ways, right? So we totally get it. Our, our main criteria is impact. And of course, we also want to make sure it's profitable, you know, eventually. But we, we knew we needed to have a fund because our social entrepreneurs will not be able to uh, go through this other, you know, traditional visas and so on. Right, pitch through traditional uh, means. Uh, and so in the accelerator, besides the funding, are you also giving them some sort of uh, coaching and support around their, how do they market it? How do they build it? How do they scale it? Yes, absolutely. So it's actually an even longer program. We expect the accelerator to be about 18 months comparing to six months incubation because there will be a, a lot of, again, refinement on, you know, go-to-market strategy and growth planning and, you know, how do you expand? And as you know, in some models, you know, you also have that supply-demand kind of challenge or sometimes, you know, how you may have a bunch of orders and POs, but how do you make it? You need the, the money to make your product, right? So depending on each model. Um, and again, the same resources I mentioned in incubation with expertise, content, and, and all this is also the accelerator, in the accelerator program. Wonderful. So people can find you by going to uh, rev, R-E-V, hub, H-U-B-O-C, uh, .com. So revhub.com excuse me, revhuboc.com. And uh, they can also follow you, I take it, on social media? Yes, um, please, any listener, uh, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn, I'm pretty active. Um, Isabel Bart, I'm happy to connect with anyone. Uh, we're still working on developing more social media channels for RevHub, so it will come uh, soon. But um, yeah, so for now, that's the best way, either our website or directly contact me. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for sharing this. I love uh, putting resources out there that can help uh, our women entrepreneurs grow their business because uh, there is a lack of resources, but more and more are coming about. We love your new program at uh, University of Cal uh, California, Irvine, um, that you've partnered with. I uh, think it's awesome. I applaud you on it and uh, really appreciate you being on to, to share this with everybody, Isabel. No, thank you, Catherine, and I look forward to connecting with a lot of your audience. Thank you. And everyone remember to, of course, uh, follow She Angels Investors and She Angels Foundation. And most of all, remember to invest in her. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you, Isabel. Have a great week.
Our theme music was created and produced by Lindsay Tomasic.